Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Tuesday, December 26th. Hope everyone enjoyed the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the New York Giants 33-25. to But most importantly, hope you enjoyed time spent with your loved ones and your friends over the holidays thus far, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah, hope you enjoyed, or any other um, religious holiday, hope you all spent it and uh, enjoyed it um, as best as you could, and, uh, you know, the 33-25 to win over the New York Giants um, was definitely a, uh, a lift, I'm sure a lot of people on Christmas Day, but um, you don't necessarily walk away from it feeling any better than you did during the rough three-game, um, you know, loss uh, period. The skid that the Eagles have been going through, and it's definitely a, a concerning, um, you know look at things as the Eagles yet again allowed a team to crawl back into a game that should not have been an eight-point win, and it's not an eight-point win where, well, the score looks closer than the game indicates. No, the the score indicates the game. Maybe the score doesn't show how well the Eagles were playing in the first half, but literally from the moment the clock started in the second half when Boston Scott fumbled because for whatever reason, Olamide Zacchaeus decided to turn and run back to him um, and knock the ball out of Boston Scott's hand. Uh, it just doesn't, just shows how frustrating of a season. I think if there was ever a play to really show how frustrating it can be to watch in uh division leading 11 win team out of uh 11 and 4 win team um so far this season I think that play shows it because it just does not make any sense how the gremlins seem to sneak up on this Eagles team it just doesn't I think ultimately you have to look at the headman I think, you know, people after this game can kind of start to... I don't think the play calling from Brian Johnson's end was bad. I thought that he called a pretty darn good game. Um, were there were there some head-scratching plays? Okay, sure. I mean, I feel like that's any game. There's going to be maybe, you know, a few of those. But were there decisions that were made by the guys on the field that just made you say... You know, these are mistakes that you make back in September and you should have them banged out here in December. You want to be playing your best ball right now. And the Eagles aren't doing it. Um, And that's the most concerning part for me. I think I kind of put that 
you know, uh, out there after the Seattle game. But you don't play that poorly or give a game, almost give a game away like the Eagles tried to do against the Giants there. Uh, from the Boston Scott fumble to Dallas Goddard falling down and there being an interception to Reed Blankenship getting toasted by Darius Slayton on a deep ball. I mean, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? You know, you give the Giants a short field position coming out of the half. Anytime you give a, a team 14 yards, unless they're a really, really poor red zone team, they're probably going to come away with six. And then to have uh, Dallas Goddard fall down and then a pick six happen, it just that in and of itself, uh, I thought also showed you know what this Eagles team has been putting its fan base through. Up 20 to 10, it looks like you're going to go down and possibly get um, some more points on the board and take an even greater lead, and then to have that happen to you is just brutal. Um, some penalties as well, which I think we've seen in big moments where it's like, you know, guys, I mean, you shouldn't be having plays like this, penalties, uh, just bonehead mistakes in December. Every once in a while, sure, but we're seeing it weekly and we're seeing it at the worst time. I mean, it's like this team is running on fumes right now. They are leaking oil. Even their wins feel like losses. Like I said, you don't come out of this game feeling any much better than you do uh, after the, you know, Seahawks loss last week. It, you know, you're like relieved, like, thank God. Not, man, I'm really pumped about my team heading into January. No way. This Eagles team looks one and done unless they can secure a top uh, spot in the, and and screw that, unless they can win the NFC East and be nothing worse than a two seed, I don't feel too confident going into any game, in my opinion. I mean, I don't feel confident whether it's at the link or not. We've seen this offense too many times struggle in moments, and you're seeing it boil over on the sidelines. Nick Sirianni and the players seemed pretty frustrated with one another. Uh, Hassan Reddick didn't seem thrilled when Sirianni called that last time out there. Um, Devontae Smith and, and Sirianni looked like they were in a discussion. I think you've seen from a body language perspective, A.J. Brown doesn't seem to be thrilled with where the team's playing, along with Jalen Hurts. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I wish guys had better body language on the field like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown? Yeah, but no one's perfect, and I think, you know, when you think about their expectations and what they have for the team as a whole, I think it's warranted for, at times, guys to be like, are you kidding me with this, you know, inconsistent play we have right now? Um, the one guy that I thought came out and played one of his best games of the season and really... Finally, with an opportunity to shine uh, and really put together 
a, a whale of a game was DeAndre Swift, who rushed for 92 yards, had a touchdown, almost had two. Unfortunately, he he uh, couldn't get his right knee off the turf in time, or off the grass, rather, um, in time for make it two. But Swift, man, I mean, he really put together uh, a nice game. I thought in that last drive, when they went down the field and he you know, made a brilliant play to slide and keep himself in bounds to preserve time. Um, he's a tremendous football player. I think this season, more than the last few, you've gotten to see what he can do on the ground, what he can uh, offer you in open space, and I've really liked what he's been able um, to do. I also thought A.J. Brown finally uh, had a had a heck of a game, you know, since he was on that crazy uh, streak of 125 plus receiving yards. Devonte Smith, you know, you saw what he could do out in the open field once again, as he hauled in a 36 yard uh, slant across the middle and went in untouched for about 25 yards to the house. Dallas Goddard, seven catches, 71 yards. He had a beast of a game. Had some big moments. Jalen Hurts with that one. Uh, RPO where he rolled out, found him in the flat, and then Goddard ran for, I think, 13 yards on the play. That was uh, that was one of those where you said to yourself, okay, that's a play where I'm not sure if Jalen Hurts makes that, if, um, you know, makes that decision there, if it's potentially someone else or, uh, you know, or even like a week or two ago. I thought Jalen Hurts' eyes in this game were a lot better. I thought after that mistake, that pick six, he came right back. He had a hell of a throw to A.J. Brown on a third and 20, reclimbed the pocket, which I thought was one of the, I thought it was the second best play of the night. We'll get to the first one here in a moment. But he climbed the pocket, escaped a sack, you know, felt the pressure, you know, felt where, you know, the, the linemen were coming in on him, got to some green grass, and then lobbed one over the defender a beautiful ball to AJ Brown um who ran a great comeback route to the sideline and uh got open for his quarterback and AJ Brown and uh Jalen Hurts was able to target him and and get a big play out of it key first down but the and this I think everyone pretty much knows what the number one play I'm talking about from Jalen Hurts or he gets pressured scrambles to his right uh, almost gets sacked, comes back, and you're just saying, man, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. And he finds Grant Concatera, of all people, for uh, a nice reception that gets you, um, you know, some uh, first down and uh, some solid uh, yardages. They were able, uh, I believe, on that drive to only settle for three, but, um, you know, you're able to at least extend the drive and gets you know some significant momentum on that play they settled for three with the unfortunate um that was the touchdown run that was called back by swift and they had to settle for just a 10-3 lead a, a big momentum uh swing for the giants i think at the time to hold them to just three but you felt like the eagles could get the ball back that uh they could punch it in again which they did just that to go up 17 to three on their finally on their following drive with that pass down the middle to Devonte Smith. Defensively, 
I mean, they gave up uh, 10 points, I believe. Um, you know, the long pass to Slayton, the three they got off of Mason Crosby hitting a long field goal. But other than that, the offense and Boston Scott on a kick return. Actually, I'll put it like this. I don't think Zacchaeus... I do think Scott, though, needs to do a better job, obviously, of securing the ball, but Zacchaeus keeps running straight, and that doesn't happen. The Giants don't get six and get momentum swinging to their side, and it's a 10-point game. So, really, the defense played great. I, I thought they did a good job. Um, obviously, would like to see more of a pass rush, but they did a good job, especially when the Giants started dominating the offensive line a little bit, they go to Saquon Barkley on a fourth and one after they were just moving it on the Eagles. And Hassan Reddick read it beautifully, came in and got a huge stop against Saquon Barkley. Now, while I'm you know, putting out all the positives of what the Eagles were able to do, and while I think it was good for this team to just see themselves get another win, at the same time, I still say to myself... You know, what the heck? I mean, this was not a game that should have been an eight-point win. Uh, the Eagles should have covered by, you know, it was 12-and-a-half, I think, pregame, if I remember correctly, or 14, 13-and-a-half. Uh, um, odds by ESPN bet, not that I'm giving any free sponsorship here. But a 13-and-a-half spread, Eagles should have covered that easily you give you know the defense if everything pans out the same way it did and the defense only gives up 10 to the giants the five win giants the lonely giants the giants that don't know who their quarterback is and don't really have an identity the eagles win this big time big time so obviously not thrilled with the way that they played in the second half Thrilled that they got the win, but the coaching needs to be better. The, I think, guys in the locker room need to be better at times. But at a certain point, if, you know, if Nick Sirianni can't get these guys together in the locker room as the head honcho of the team, um, come January, this is, this isn't, this is, this is nothing. This was a season that, had all the hype and all the uh, excitement, and it just was a big bleh. I've never had an Eagle season feel like this. Um, at least not one I can remember recently. The only other one I can think of, maybe, is I remember in 2009 when they had just come off an NFC Championship game appearance that was the nine and six and one season, and unfortunately, you know they played poorly down the stretch, and you were kind of scratching your head like, where is this? You know, what is this team going to look like in the playoffs? And they get blown out by the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, in the beginning of the year when AJ Brown said we don't want to be playing our best ball right now in September, um, he was right because you want to be playing your best ball at the end of the season now and the eagles are not doing that not even in the slightest are they doing that so they got to get things together for arizona coming up here um one o'clock first one o'clock sunday game 
you've had uh, in a while, you know, in, in a really long while. You had to go all the way back to Washington on October 29th. That's how long it's been since the Eagles have played a regularly scheduled 1 o'clock game against an opponent. And this is, I think, just the third of the season. So this is definitely weird. Um, but, you know, going up against Arizona, this isn't a team that, you know, we've seen all year. Arizona's not going to lay over. They played some close contests. This is, and I'll get into more on this in the pregame uh, episode, but this is a team that's going to come out first half. They're going to put together, you know, they're going to try and, you know, give you some body blows as well, but it's all about, you know, how you come back with your haymakers that's going to make the difference against the Cardinals. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, we'll be back on Saturday, so I guess I won't wish you a Happy New Year. We'll do that Saturday um, for the uh, episode previewing Game 16 against the Arizona Cardinals. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time. E-L-G-L-E-S-E!